Football season in the bluegrass begins this week. If there is one person who loves college football, it is Christy Thomas. She is a former WKYT-er and was the first female host of a network pregame radio show in the Southeastern Conference. From WKYT Podcast, this is Uniquely Kentucky. I'm your host, Amber Philpotts. Christy Thomas is the host of the Countdown to Kickoff on UK Radio for the Football Wildcats. She grew up with a dad for a football coach and jokingly says that maybe in another life she was meant to be a boy and a linebacker. Christy Thomas, welcome to Uniquely Kentucky. Good to be here. This is my first, kind of maybe my first uh, go around with is the this podcast. Your first podcast. Yeah, yeah, I believe it is. Awesome. I believe it is. So yeah, I'm, I'll have to take your cues here a little bit. <laughs> I have been chasing you since last year. You are a busy gal. Um, not only do you have like a real full-time job you also (laughs) do all of this UK stuff you are a wife and a mom gal how do you keep it all up you know it's great it's uh, I'll tell you it's it's seasonal so that's good you know you get to the point where you work through football season you work through basketball season and long about April I'm ready for a break and it hits at just the right time so um, you know once we get through some of the the women's stuff that I cover with them then yeah it's kind of smooth sailing for the summer and that's when I spend all my time at the softball or baseball field with my kids so it all It it works out just like it's supposed to at just the right time. Last couple of years, you do have this great honor. I mean, you have been around sports your whole life, but to be able to be that first female, you are the host and the boys kind of follow your lead. What's that been like and how long have you been doing that? You know, it's awesome. It started back five seasons ago with Freddie Maggard and the UK Network came to the two of us and said, what if we decided to do something a little different with our pregame show? Would you all be up for this? And Freddie and I both were like, oh gosh, I don't know. We've never done radio. I felt sure I would be terrible at it. And uh, we met for lunch. And right out of the gate, Freddie and I just clicked. And we hit it off. And that was when we knew, hey, this could work because we really like each other. We work very similarly. Freddie comes from a um, military background. I We both love preparation. We both love planning. We both love those kinds of things. So this was going to work in that regard for us to really put our heads together and decide, what do people want to hear in a, in a pregame show? So we had a great time doing it. And then Freddie took a job at UK as their player development. Great job for him and great role for him, um, which he has since left. But in the meantime, then we went looking for a couple of other former players. And that's it's a little difficult, Amber, because I'll tell you, you know, when you do radio like this, you, you do kind of have to have another job. I mean, this is this is a fun job that we all do on the side and we do it because we love it. So somebody that's around, somebody that is recognizable and, um, you know, isn't doing this to get rich kind of thing. And that's a hard combination to figure out. And so we landed with Jeremy Jarman and Dusty Bonner, which was great because we could get both sides of the ball, get both perspectives. Fans love them and they're great on the air and um, they do their homework as well, too. So um, for me, this will be my sixth season going into it. And this will be the third time, third season that Jeremy and Dusty and I have all worked together. Football is something that is ingrained in you. Um, Your dad coached what some high school and then went on to Campbellsville when they started their program. So you literally have grown up always with football, right? Always around football football. And the, the most fun time that I can think about being around football was um, as I was in probably starting in, you know, like fifth or sixth grade, started being the water girl for the football team at Campbellsville University, Campbellsville College at the time. They started football in 1987 and football single-handedly um, kept that school from closing its doors. So really such an impactful thing that football was able to do for that community and that school. And so um, it was the water girl. It was awesome. I mean, it was the best. Being around these guys was amazing. I looked up to all of them 
like brothers. I was an only child, so these were the only brothers I had. And um, really just loved everything about football. I loved game day. I loved the preparation for game day. You know, we're on a bus for hours traveling to the middle of nowhere to play teams. And, um, you know, but it, everything about it was great. And so being able to be the water girl and, and really, you know, my dad was gone all the time. The, the, listen, any coach's kid knows you don't see your dad during season. I mean, you just don't. It's a sacrifice that these coaches and their families make. So this was a good way for me to spend time with him and be around him and, um, you know, get to really know what was such a big part of his life. And I loved every second of it. Did that all the way up through high school. So then when I graduated from college, kind of going into to the sports arena was a no brainer. Talk to me about that. You know, um, you're a former YMT year as I am. You kind of got your start there yeah. and uh, kind of worked your way up. And, um, you know, you were somebody for me that I looked up to. You know, oh, our, Amber, that's I, sweet. It's true, sweetheart. Oh. It's true because our paths kind of crossed once I was at YMT and you had kind of moved on. But I think one of the things that I always appreciate about you is that consummate professional. Um, you were always on your game. And I know how hard that is for a female, yes. just in our business in general, but in sports. I mean, you really have to be on your P's and Q's to earn that respect. And you did that. So yeah. tell oh, me how you. you did that. Well, I said from the very beginning, I, I'm not naive enough to know that not all men want to hear women talk about sports. I mean, and that's okay. You've got to be okay with that if you're going to be in this business and know that not everybody's going to like what you do or how you do it. And um, you have to be strong enough in what you're doing and confident enough in yourself to just not care. And so I think early on, my biggest goal, especially when I made the transition from YMT to KYT, because I was doing news there just to get a feel for the business and and I just needed a job. Um, so when I made that transition to WKYT, I said my number one goal was to make sure that any any male that turned on WKYT to watch sports didn't say, what is KYT thinking? Putting this dumb blonde on. Who is this dumb blonde doing sports? She has no idea what she's talking about. You know, you got to know the lingo. You got to be able to talk the talk and you got to sound um, very natural. It can't sound forced. It has to sound genuine. Like you really do know what you're talking about. And if you don't, then go figure it out before you get on the air and before you start talking. So that was my goal. And I hope I, I think I accomplished that in a lot of ways, but I will tell you that the biggest thing for that is preparation. And I've said, you've got to, as a female, I am going to make sure that I'm putting in the time to um, really understand what it is I'm talking about and make sure that, you know, I, my, my job with our countdown to kickoff show is to set Jeremy up to talk and set Dusty up to talk. So we spend the entire week texting back and forth about what do we think are big points we should hit? What do we want to talk about? I'll throw things out to them. They'll throw things to me. And then that's how I set them up to talk. I'll tell you, people don't want to hear me talk about a cover two defense. They don't want to hear me talk about a spread offense. They want to hear somebody talk about it that's done it and that knows it. So if I can set them up to talk about it and we can have some really good energy and really play off of each other in a good way, then hopefully it's a winning combination. But the biggest key for me has been homework and preparation to make sure that I'm always ready. And it certainly paid off. How much of that goes into, so we're, you're on the heels of the season, getting ready to start, um, and you do both home games and uh, away games. You guys have the, the countdown show. So how much preparation in the week before goes into that couple of hours that you're on the radio? Yeah, it's a good question because it really can kind of be all week, honestly. I mean, you know, we're we're literally texting all week long and, and kind of talking about it. And I'll spend easily, um, you know, I'll sit down. I don't have the luxury of being able to go over to the press conferences on Mondays, but I'll sit down and rewatch those on Monday nights so that I can know what was said and read everybody's articles that are written and see what's out there, look at depth charts 
charts, do all that, um, you know, injury reports, those kind of things. And then so it kind of is an ongoing thing all week where, you know, you're paying attention to Twitter and seeing what's out there. And then, you know, really, I'll spend a good bit of time on um, Friday night making sure that I've really got it all nailed down. And what we're going to do, we, you know, we'll have special guests that come on. And so um, all of the honorary captains this year that we honor for UK will uh, will come up and talk to us. So we got some great guests lined up, which will be awesome. So, you know, want to know a little something about them, just like you prepare for this when you're you're going to have a guest on. You want to know a little something about them and be able to make them feel comfortable. And um, so, yeah, I, I spend a good bit of time all week long, but mainly Friday night. I'll spend several hours just making sure I'm nailing it all down for Saturday. How much preparation goes into the wing eating? Because I feel like the fellas are Dude. always eating wings on the radio show. They are chow hounds. I've never seen anything. Listen, so there's all of a sudden now all this talk about wings, you know, free wings and how are we, how are we going to get free wings? We're discussing, we had been at Kroger doing our away games for, for the past two seasons. We're, we're moving away from that a little bit and going to go someplace a little bit different. It's a little bit, we love Kroger. Don't get me wrong. We think Kroger is amazing. Love everything they do. They have an amazing tailgate for home games. Uh, us in the produce section at Kroger doing away games is not necessarily ideal. So we're talking about where to, where to be and, you know, some things that we're, we're, will should be a little bit different for this year, but that's the one thing that Jarman said, well, will the wings come with us? I mean, like, how do we not have, I've never seen anything like people eat. There's 50 wings sitting in front of us. And in the blink of an eye, they're gone. And I'm like, I'm the only one over here trying to actually do some radio. Well, you guys are eating up to their, just crap all over their face. I mean, that yeah, they don't care. Dead air, you talking, dead yeah. air on their part, just eating yeah. wings. Um, yeah, and they don't care. Let's talk about the upcoming season. Um, I know you're a fan, and you always have been, and I know that you know you kind of have to, to separate being a fan, but I, I know you also get just as excited as the oh, rest man. of us about it. And we're coming off of an amazing season with these guys. I know there's a lot of pressure. We never get the love from the national folks, but how excited are you for what we might see on the field this year? I am ecstatic. I mean, I think this is one of those seasons that really tells the story about what Mark Stoops has been able to do over the last six seasons from the recruiting side of things. He really came in early on with the deck stacked against him and so much work to do and needed the time to be able to do it. And I think this is where you're going to start to see all of that pay off, where you're bringing in all these recruits. And you know, we all talk about it as, as you've been a fan and, and watched the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world just keep reloading year after after year, it's next man up. And I think that Kentucky football is now at a place where we can expect that. We can expect it to be next man up. Do you replace a Josh Allen with one guy on the outside? Absolutely not. But you've got guys that can get some things done, and people are going to be really, really happy with what they see out of players like Chris Oates and Boogie Watson and guys that are really – Josh Paschal is back and healthy and re, and ready to go. So you're going to be really happy with what you see out of guys like that. So um, that's what you're recruiting for. That's what you're after is you know you don't have the best season in 41 years and then wait another 20 years to have that same kind of season – you do it again. And maybe it's not another 10-win season, but it's definitely not a six-win season. It's definitely not a six out of seven in the SEC East. The whole idea that Kentucky is not even ranked in the AP Top 25, much less receiving votes, is a huge slap in the face when the team that you just beat in the Citrus Bowl is sitting there ranked 15th. I mean, come on. So, yeah, but and this is a team, too, that I think is um, – okay with sort of having that chip on their shoulder and saying, all right, we got something to prove and they're okay with it. Not everybody's okay with that, you know? So, um, these guys have said, yep, we've got something to prove. We're going to continue to do it. And we're not backing down from that. So a team playing with a chip on their shoulder, watch out. They're dangerous. 
you get to spend a lot of time with the team and kind of interview different guys and be around them. Is there somebody that really sticks out to you that's like, that's the guy, like, that's my guy? Let me tell you something. So Media Day was a couple of weeks ago, and I walked around just asking guys questions, non-football questions, anything that, you know, just about them and their personalities and things they like. And that was the most fun. We had a ball doing that. And these guys are clowns. I'm trying to tell you that they, great personalities, want to have a good time. Keep your eye on the entire defensive line for this Kentucky team because not our, not only are they they they're big, strong SEC level defensive linemen, they're hilarious and they are. I, I said these are guys you want like come on over and hang out at my house. Let's hang out on the back porch. Let's be friends, you know. So they're they're amazing. They cook, you know. They talk about um, all the 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 food they make and they're they're getting pictures out and comparing dishes and who's the best cook. They're wild and so. Um, I love that piece of it because I love being able to see there's more to these guys than what you see on the field every Saturday. They really are 19, 20, 21 year old kids who are just trying to find their way and figure things out in life. And, um, you know, they love their moms. I found that. I mean, they all wanted to talk about their moms and how impactful they'd been in their lives. And so um, but but keep it this defensive line, man, I'm telling you, they're they're fiery. They're fun. And I think that as you start to see them, play, that that's going to show on the field. You're going to start to see them gel and really come together. Together. They really like each other. It's always so great, too, when we have the Kentucky guys that, yeah. you know, especially the 606 guys, yep. uh, and you can root for them, and you kind of see a little bit of that personality come out as well. And then I think just, you know, generally, we just all kind of gravitate towards those guys that are the local kids, if you will. Oh, Cash Daniel. I mean, who doesn't love Cash Daniel? And I said, it's not because he is, um, you know, that he... He, he's real edgy. And so a lot of times guys who are edgy like that, people kind of keep it an arm's length and nobody wants to do that with cash. Everybody wants in on that. Everybody wants to be a part of that edge and everybody wants to be a part of that sass that he's got, which I love. Um, so I think that, and, and really what you see is what you get with him. And I think people know that he's a blue collar kind of guy, just like his coaches and he works hard and he's, he's worked uh, incredibly hard to get where he is. So yeah, there's what's not to love about a guy like, I mean, he's not going to be that guy that's making you feel warm and fuzzy but that's okay nobody wants that out of him because no one's expected that from him so um, love what he's bringing to the table just from a leadership perspective with this team they're all taking on that kind of persona and um, you know cash plays with the chip and and it's it's proved to to be beneficial for him for the last three years so look for more of that from him but yeah it's what, what's not to love about a guy from Kentucky that's just no holds barred none none at all Chrissy you have covered sports for a long time and this is kind of like a loaded question but as you think back of football seasons and you know your time in sports do you have a moment that really sticks out to you that is like you the best sports moment well, that you've gotten to be a part of or cover? It's a great question, Amber. Gosh, that's a really, really good question. I think some of it lies with just some interviews of people that I've gotten to to interview over the years that you've been like, wow, the only way you're ever that close to them is is being is through a job like this. Um, but I'll be honest with you and tell you, just because, without having to sit here and really mill it over and think about it, I could come up with, with probably several. But um, last year's Citrus Bowl win, I, I'll tell you, I was incredibly emotional about that, which uh, I think as a mom, and the older I get, the more hormonal I get. It's a problem. I cry over everything. But last year, um, you know, just you had Benny Snell breaking the rushing record. And then there was this moment of, oh, my gosh, is it going to are we can they hang on and can they win? And when it, the, the last play happened and Kentucky's, um, you know, going to win this thing. 
I, I get cold chills now even talking about it. I, I did. I teared up. I got emotional and I thought, yeah, this is what this is all about. I mean, this is what being a Kentucky fan is all about, that we're here. This is what you've, you've, you've you know, been paying that money for all these years for those tickets. So um, I thought that was a pretty special moment. And the idea that I could be there in um, you know, a great environment with an awesome team, an awesome group of guys, um, you know, working with the, a, a great group of people with the UK Sports Network, everything was kind of perfect about that, which was was really cool. I think sometimes people think in the jobs that we do that we do get to do these really cool, great things. But I think that they take for granted that we sometimes really stop in the moment and realize, or at least I do, that, holy smokes, I get to be a part of this. This was history in the making. And you know that you would never get this chance any other way. Oh, right, right. But you think about, you know, the the basketball games that you've seen sitting courtside. You think about, I mean, in the Citrus Bowl, I bounced around all over the place, like trying to get, I got different vantage points the whole time where I was in the end zone for, you know, a quarter. And then I was on the sideline for a quarter. I was up in the press box for a quarter. I was out in one of the breezeways for a while. I mean, I was all over the place and loved every second of it. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you felt like Kentucky football was turning the corner of, you know, we, we've suffered so much disappointment and things always seem to end um, with with us being on the losing end of something. So for that to work out the way that it did, I'll tell you what was the what was the most fun about that, too, was we went into the locker room afterward. And so they were, you know, doing postgame radio and all these things were going on, but the, just the absolute joy that was happening in that locker room was so fun to see. Just these guys running around like little 10 year old boys, just, you know, screaming and high fives and hugs. And, you know, here I was standing in the the hallway right next to the Citrus Bowl trophy, which is, is incredibly heavy, by the way. Um, and these guys just walking by and they'll, they'll bear hug you, just sweaty, nasty, disgusting, bear hugging you like, oh, yeah, you know, so it just was everything about that was um, such a fun experience to, to be a part of. Funniest, most embarrassing moments on air. Oh, man. Because I have a hundred. Yeah. Well, so one that comes to mind is as as we're talking about UK football. Back in the day, I did a show on WKYT called Sports Spectrum and Saturday night show kind of like sports center we did you know anything going on around you know this this area we had it on our show and there used to be a running back for kentucky named arliss beach and i called him something else on the air and um this was thank goodness it was in a tease on the on the way into a commercial and yeah i called him another b word arliss another b word and um that and then i got I started laughing and then i could i could hardly even get out of it well so then i'm more you know after you go into the commercial you you're mortified thinking am I gonna get in trouble for that I didn't mean to say or it am I what gonna the, say it yeah. again because now it's on my brain yeah yeah so uh that by far is probably the the worst thing I've ever said on the air unintentionally obviously the worst thing I've ever said on the air um but just fr- freaking out and then of course I'm laughing about it the rest of the show can hardly get through the thing and decided I was just gonna call, call him Arliss for the rest of the season which is not what you do in sports highlights when you read them so uh yeah he became Arliss from from there on out Brian Milan will tell the story on you on how you got sick on him got sick on the set and had to run off the set he likes to tell that story because i did the same thing to him oh, you at did? wymt so he likes to tell that story on both of us really so, you got a I double dose of that going, no kidding dose. yeah yeah that listen but you know there there are better that you you don't want to see that on the air no. i mean you know there are some things you know you know what your limitations are 
<laughs> and you don't want to you don't want to show the people that. So no. yeah, no that that def- yeah that happened. Um, there are any number of things that I can sort of uh, you know go through. But yeah, when you when you say a, a curse word on the air when you didn't mean to, that's right up there. Yeah, yeah. we all uh-huh. have them. Um, <laughs> as we're getting ready to go into uh, the football season, and so people are listening to you guys on um, the the pregame. Is there a place that they can find you guys if they want to send in like questions or they want to send yeah. in something to you guys? Yeah, for sure. We're so Dusty, Jeremy, and uh, myself. We're all on Twitter, so you can follow us. You can follow me at uh, um, at Christy UK Sports, and love to hear from you. The UK Network also has a Twitter page. We love to hear from you there. There's lots of ways to be able to follow us and hear us anywhere in the state of Kentucky where you hear a UK football game. You can hear our pregame show, but we also carry it live on Facebook. So UK Football Facebook page um, will have us live. We love to hear from people on Facebook. Um, and then, yeah, if you've got a question, you just want to say hey. We love hearing where people are listening to us. It's shocking when you know that somebody's hollering at you from Washington State or Hawaii or you know wherever. They're all over the place. So we love hearing about that. And um, then we're on UKAthletics.com. You can hear us and see us there as well, too. Can't see us for um, away games. So when they're on the road, we're on the radio only and, and just audio only online. But um, yeah, love it. So we, we love interacting with fans. And the guys are great about answering questions. We love to give you a shout out on the, on the air and answer your question and interact with you. And then if you're at a home game, come to Gate 1, where the catwalk is we are set up kind of perched high atop that right in front of nutter and have us a little set there and um love hearing and seeing fans up there too we love to you know take pictures with you and um talk to you and chat with you and stuff so we'd love to see you there good deal i know you're a busy gal and you got to get out of here probably to go study a depth (laughs) chart or something i don't know but we did call this um podcast uniquely kentucky so i always like to get someone's perspective on what makes us so unique here oh so for you it could be anything i mean you're a kentucky gal or you know sports related whatever you know I think what what there's so many things obviously that that make us uniquely Kentucky, but um, you know I I think that as I am involved in football, I've yet to hear away uh, you know fans from an opponent come into town and say that they didn't enjoy themselves and that they didn't love the environment they didn't love the you know especially if they come in october and they can get um kind of a little bit of a trifecta where they can go to keeneland and enjoy that and can then come here but everyone says we're very hospitable and that doesn't always happen when you go on the road um you know i mean we're, we're obviously competitive but we seem to be very welcoming to opposing fans and um i love that about us i mean i, I want to win as, as much as the next guy but um you know the idea that we can we can really welcome people to our state and to uh, you know Kroger Field and to Lexington and want them to see it and really experience it and enjoy it I think is something that may be you know pretty unique for us that that we you know we'll, we'll invite people back hey come on back come on over to our tailgate have some food you know do to, and we even talk about it on the air on the radio when opponents come by um, you know we'll give them a shout out that they were there and so um, I think that makes us very unique that it's it's a welcoming environment for an opponent to come on in and and be a part of it and and really experience what we have to offer well football season is right around the corner make sure that you check out christy thomas and her crew they'll be there home games away games talking about everything christy thank you thanks for having me